Welcome everyone to the Palette. So welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Parlay. We are your hosts. My name is Woody. This is Joey. And we are back with another episode of The Parlay. Uh, fresh off our first game of the 2023 spring season in the A7FL. Uh, me and Joey are here to give you guys a recap of week one and two in the A7FL. And technically, week one down here in the Florida division. Joey, how you feeling, man? Man, you know, icing up the bumps and bruises, ready to get back after it for another another solid week. How about you? Um, I'm just now starting to get back in the in the form. Uh, I can, well, when we get to the game, I'll talk about it a little bit in detail, but physically, I'm, I'm feeling better now. It took me until about Thursday to get right, but yeah. Gotcha. No, I'm the same way. Um, you know, you literally just touched base on it a little bit. You wanna for anybody that doesn't know that might be listening, you know, out of state or the, some of them Florida guys that you know, obviously the Florida guys know what's going on. Any Ohio guys or Nevada guys listening, in, you wanna break down how our schedule is working out this year with the teams that we have set up in the division. You want me to break that down? Um, so we are down to three teams. Uh, we had the Tampa A team. Uh, year one division champions, they folded. Um, I've not too many details on what exactly happened there, um, but they folded, and we are down to just the three teams like we did last year, but we did not merge with Ohio this year. Uh, so we play everybody twice. So we started last week against the division champion, uh, Tampa Nightcrawlers, and we will then play the O Town Orange and then the Crawlers again, and then the O Town Orange again. That is correct. And the schedule for our game is we played last weekend, April 2nd. We then play the Orange on May 7th, so a little bit of a break. And then April 30th, we got the Crawlers. And then ending out April 23rd against the Orange. And that will be our season. Yes, so we have a quick... I don't know what that beeping is in the background, Joey. Um, But yes, we have... um, And you you said May 23rd, by the way. It's April 23rd. My bad. I got you. Um, just, for, just for anybody listening. So, yeah, April 2nd, April 23rd, April 30th, and then May 7th. Um, we have one game only this year, which I'm sure you're happy about, in um, St. Petersburg. <laughs> that will be April 30th when we go and play against um, the Tampa Nightcrawlers again for the second time. Uh, so that is, you know, both a blessing and a curse at the same time. Because uh, we all know how we feel about that uh, that field out there in Tampa. Yeah, uh, I hate that field so much that uh, you know I, I had to make some make some moves, man, for that game. But uh, that that'll come at a later date. Yeah, for sure. I hate can't stand that field. Um, so what we'll go ahead um, and let's get into the very opening week. Let's let's talk a little bit about up north. Everyone knows. Um, well, sorry, the rest of the A7FL, because it's not just up north, southwest as well. They played. Um, what was a standout game for you week one? I'm going to say the chaos against the Volcanoes, man. That they, It was 50-6, to six, you know. Uh, the chaos said that they were coming. I actually got a chance to uh, to watch some of their games. Um, <clears throat> I was able to watch the chaos game and the BSC game. Had the, uh, the TV and the laptop going because, you know, we obviously weren't playing. But uh, the chaos, man, they, they got a squad. You know, they said that they were coming. We had the coaches for that team on, and they're, they're looking pretty solid for a, an expansion year one team. What about you? Um, so I'll definitely toot uh, our own horn and say maybe we had a little bit of a podcast bump there. Let's just say we, we were able to uh, hook them up, and uh, maybe we, we gave them some good luck there, um, even though it didn't look like they needed luck at all on that field. Um, yes, definitely the chaos impressed. Um, I feel like the force impressed a bit out west as well, and of course that BIC Renegades game was um, was a game that was very interesting. Absolutely, what? and uh, that Insomniacs uh, sick with it game. It was forty two thirty nine. Those are two solid squads out there on the west. 
for sure. Were you able to get um, eyes on that Patterson New Snowdrop game? Um, I believe I watched a little bit of it, not too much. I do know uh, Mr. Hammond is not with the Snow Tribe anymore, so you already snow. Yikes, I would love to get him on the horn and find out what that was about. Because I did not get to see that game, so I was interested to see how Mr. Hammond was doing. So, yikes, I guess we'll figure out. We'll find that out at a later date. Um, But, yeah, so that was week one, um, and those were the standout games for that first week. How about for week two? So, week two, man, uh, let's see. I got to ask you about... A team that's actually two and zero right now, that is notorious for not having winning uh, a winning record. Do you know who I'm talking about, Woody? I believe you're talking about the the Silk City Animals. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. They they just beat the Renegades seven to zero, who only lost to BIC by seven points in Week One. And there was a player that we had talked about moving over to that team who is considered the GOAT. And I got, I got to say, Woody, what, what's his name again? Could you refresh it? We are talking about uh, a certain player in Florida who we'll touch on later as well. Um, his father. Um, we're talking about Mr. Huff. Is that what we're talking about? That is correct. Gotcha. Gotcha. So go ahead. I'm going to let you make your point. Go ahead, Joey. <laughs> it, it's, it's crazy because everyone everyone was giving me shit on the podcast for saying that they deserve to be a little bit higher than where they were. I think they were at number seven. And going into week three, they are the number one seed in that division, 2-0, with a combined score of 59-6 with a net of 53. So I guess you could say I was right in this aspect, and Mr. Huff does make that big of an impact for that team and can elevate them to where they are right now. Uh, 1,000%. You are correct that he can do that. I'm going to reiterate my point that there was no way we could tell that by the preseason. So that was all the preseason ranking. Once the games are played, then we can revisit it. Two games in, you look like Nostradamus. So I'll hedge, I'll hedge my point. I, obviously a player that caliber at the most important position definitely move the needle and can produce on the field. But I will say that I was still right because I was talking about preseason. And preseason, there's no way to know what it's going to be like until you see it on the field. All right. Uh, we'll just you know stick with saying that I was right once again. Uh, what, what, uh, what about you, Woody? What other games stuck out to you? Uh, week two, I think that the Watchmen gave BIC a decent game. Um, I did like that one. Um, the I will say that the other game for me was uh, seeing how the Volcano bounced back against the Crush, which was a returning team. Um, and seeing as that game was a little bit closer than obviously what happened week one, they were able to score more than six points this game. Um, so that was a nice turnaround to see from them. And also for me, a game that I liked, uh, I liked seeing was I liked seeing the buzz against the Patterson U. Um, there was a lot of good highlights that came out of that game. There was a lot of good plays made. Um, and also the Snow Tribe, watching them bounce back against the Omegas was, was pretty good as well. Yeah, I was going to say that game was a little bit shocking. I did not really expect that to happen too much. And the Snow Tribe actually, um, they put out a pretty funny uh, Instagram post that uh, that pretty much starred Corey Hammond. And I think it was like, it was, pre- it was pretty rough, man. It was like getting cut twice or something. I thought that was a little bit of a lobo for our guy. Um, but I would say the biggest shock that I had out of week two was that force sick with a game. I knew it was going to be a good game, but I mean, you know, force took a year off. They didn't play in the, in the fall brawl. I imagine that would have helped them, but you know, that first matchup against them, they, uh, they took the L in a close game. Yeah, for sure. I'm, uh, okay. I was looking for the post just now and I see, um, that apparently, 
Yes, Mr. Hammond is playing for the Boston Omegas. Gotcha. So that's what happened there. <laughs> I was looking. I was like, when he said that, I was. I went to go look for it. I found it on their social media page. Um, yeah, very interesting. I, I guess we answered our own question within the same podcast. That's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Love to what get do you the think your biggest let down uh, for that week was? Like, which team did you expect to win that didn't pull it out? For week two? Um, yeah. I think out of the week two teams, um, especially around the league, I was kind of disappointed in the Renegades, seeing as though they didn't score a single point. Um, I know there was a controversial call um, on that junk ball in the back of the end zone. Um, that one kind of disappointed me, and I will say um, out west, I, I mean, 0-2, right, for the pit bosses? That's surprising there, especially um, I don't know if there was changes to that coaching staff or with the, that coaching staff. Um and the way that they carried that bravado for them to be 0-2 is a little bit of a letdown. And, um, again, like you said, that force and sick with a game was um, very interesting, but I was disappointed in the force dropping that game as well. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, and speaking on the pit bosses um, half, you know, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out and say – they kind of experienced what uh what we got going on over here. You know, they had such a stacked squad, you know, coming out of fall. They had Trey, um, they had their running back, was it um, Tone? Yep. And a lot of other players. I think they had Packer on there, Daniel Packer. And then all of a sudden, spring comes. Those guys are not sitting around. They're on different teams. They go to a now a fully loaded uh, Insomniac team. And I feel like, you know, that's kind of kind of what happened to us. You know, we, coming out of last year, we had a very good core group of guys, and life happened. You know, it's not like there was this big fallout for us. Life happened, and then we were, you know, looking at acquiring some players, and that didn't pan out as well. And we're kind of, we were stuck in, you know, emergency mode, trying to scramble the pieces. And that's where we are now. So I, I feel like that's a good uh, talking point to get into our game. Yes, that's a great segue. Um, so obviously we played um, week two, which technically was our week one due to, like we said, um, the loss of the Tampa A team. So we played week two. Um, game didn't go our way. <laughs> we came up with the loss against the came up with the loss against the defending division champions. Um, and what was a tightly, was a tight game until I want to say maybe the final quarter where things kind of got away from us, um, where we end up with a score of 40 to 18. Um, but in a game that was, I want to say 14 to 13 at half. So we put up one more score, um, after the halftime and after that, you know, we just had. Uh, some some plays didn't go our way. Um, some miscommunications. They caught us slacking on a couple of uh, plays on defense. And um, yeah, the, the division champs did what the division champs should have done, which was take advantage of those opportunities, and uh, they won the game. Yeah, um, I don't think that they won it as easily as they thought they were going to. You know, I saw a lot of a lot of talking. Uh, in different areas saying that they were going to drop 70 on us and all this stuff and how they weren't even planning on showing up to the uh to the championship game and we were you know we were down a point coming into the third quarter with you know where we got the ball and i would say you know going off what you said uh you know just the the amount of guys that we had on the team um and you know the heat got to us we were out of shape a little bit i'll say that uh we just we just guessed and with the lack of communication and chemistry, chemistry that we have, that's something to to learn and to base the rest of our season off of. So, I, like I said, I got I got interviewed at the uh, the end of the game. You know, no loss is a good loss, but I think you know that is a good you know loss to kind of put us in our in our place and show us where we're at, and now we can really grow from it. No, for sure. Um, I guess to 
to dig into some ghost business. I think that's uh, one of the perks you guys get by having us on this podcast uh, to the listeners. Um, you get a little bit of the insight into the ghost. Like you said, we are roster definitely got gutted by life we had some guys get some incredible opportunities to play in different uh, leagues we had some guys get uh, arena contracts we had um, some guys go and join the military um, we had some guys um, you know they get engaged you know and you know significant others pull them away from the game um, we had we obviously everyone talks about it every platform we go to they talk about you know we had uh, Mark Cooper leave and go to the uh, go to the west um, we had, um, and then we, we acquired some guys, as you said, we acquired some guys from, uh, Tampa. We talked about it here on the podcast, um, we acquired, uh, I want to say maybe three or four players from there and, um, things weren't going the way they expected it to. And, um, we could talk about it now. Everybody knows the rosters are out. They left our team and they went to the Nightcrawlers. So, um, then we had to. Like you say, get into scramble mode and try to retool um, and revamp the entire offense that we had already had um, planned, as well as not more the game plan, not the offense itself, but the game plan um, with the change of personnel. Obviously, packages change X, Y, and Z. So we we had a lot of scrambling to do, and um, I think that we put together a good showing on the field, especially for that first half. Um, I don't like to make excuses and I won't sit there and say, you know, but, you know, we got to be a realist, you know, between the numbers we had, like you said, the heat and, you know, the lack of chemistry from, you know, some of us meeting each other for the first time, you know, game day is the first time you meet some of your teammates is a really bad, um, sign, but I do like the way that we battled, um, especially in that first half and even in the second half when things weren't going our way. We didn't let it um, fracture us. We we still stick together. We stayed in the fight. We into the very last play. We were you know out there trying to score, trying to compete. So I said all that to say um, I'm proud of the guys um, that we have, the guys that are out there on the field. This is a very different ghost than from the first two years. Um, this is a very unique group. This is a very unique team, but I love it. Yeah, and I think it's a it's a testament to what has been built um, with the Orlando, with the all the ups and downs and adversity that you know they faced. That you know they're still they're still able to be there. You know, uh, hang hang with the uh, any team that they play, um, punch for punch. And speaking with the with a very unique new group, my question to you would be is. Meeting some of the players for the first time out there, obviously, who which newcomer really surprised you? Um, surprised me. Um, if we're only if, if we're only talking surprised or impressed me, if we're only talking about the new guys, um, I would definitely say um, I believe he was wearing number twenty one out there. Amp. He doesn't want me to call him by his real name, so I'll call him Amp as he wants to be called. Um, I was interviewed pregame, and I definitely gave him a shout out. Um, just from what I heard about the practices that he made, uh, me he made it out to that. Um. And even just what I saw from him in pregame warmups, I was like, this is somebody who, you know, can make an impact on this game if, you know, they put the X's and O's together and kind of, you know, just fine tune the mentality to getting into A7FL. Because that's, you know, what it's like for every rookie every rookie year um, is just adjusting to this playing style. And um, he definitely impressed me with his play. Um, so that would be my guy. Sorry if I, if I stole your pick. No, uh, that's completely fine. That's going to be the guy that, you know, I was kind of expecting to really make a mark. I mean, I think it was a first or second play. He uh, sack, strip sacked uh, De- uh, Deontay Henderson, and we almost got the ball back. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I was like, yep, this is exactly what we're getting. Dude does not stop. He'll go both ways, three ways. It, it doesn't matter if he – if he can catch his breath, he's going to be on the field trying to make a play. And I think that's exactly what we need. Um, we just got to, you know, work on the rotation a little bit more, keep our guys fresh, and, you know, keep pushing along. Yeah, for sure. I think that it was really, um, like you said, that very first play to, to go against <laughs> – to get that one-on-one hit against, you know, a guy like Deontay Henderson. Um, that was definitely it. So um, that was definitely like, a, okay. All right, <laughs> let's go, Rook. Let's see what's up. And, um, yeah, I think that was really, really uh, a very uh, a very good statement that he made. 
first play of the game. Um, how about for you on the field? How did it feel for you, year three, second year at quarterback um, out there? Because when you said, because I will say this, when you said what uh, what impressed you or what surprised you the most, um, I was going to say you, but you said rookie. Um, and then when you were going to say who impressed, and again, because it was rookie, I was going to say me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, year two as quarterback, uh, rusty, man. It's just, if, uh, if we got a fall league, you know, fall, fall, um, like I said, fall, season. fall, whatever you want to call it, fall season, exactly. Thank you. Thursday, it's almost Friday. We're almost there. Um, I think I, w- I would look a lot better out there. It's just not getting the feel of the game. It's, it's hard to get a good feel and get comfortable with the quarterback position on a seven on seven. Um, when you're just throwing against nobody. And I feel next year we really make a push for a fall season and everybody will be a lot more comfortable. So that's that not only speaking for me, but everybody, we won't have that rust that everybody had on there. You could kind of see the returners. They had a little bit of rust. They weren't able to get into the game, the full swing of things. I think next game for us and for everybody is going to be a lot smoother but, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking for more reps, man, trying to get more comfortable underneath center. No, for sure. Um, I think that um, when I was going to say surprise, um, I think that that really surprised me was just um, – but what did surprise me was your poise. I felt like even though – even when things didn't go their way, you never got flustered. You didn't um, – you still left the pocket a little too much for my liking. But um, – that was understandable due to the pressure that you were under. Um, I just would have loved that you stepped up a little bit more. But um, did you see what happened when I stepped up in, up in the pocket, Woody? No, that was a scramble. But yes, <laughs> that was more of a scramble. But yes, um, I did see what happened. Um, we will address that too. Um, I felt like that should have like I think in that game um, there was a couple of penalties. But that even goes to show that um, speaking with one of the officials, they're a rookie. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that that's just something we're going to deal with. Um, and that's something that I think is going to be an important thing to retaining some of these referees, which falls onto the players because sometimes these players make it to the way these refs don't want to come back. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's um, an onus that I will put out there on these players um, is maybe we can get some better officiating if we can get some more seasoned offici- officiates by being able to keep the officiants by, you know, guys not – you know, riding the ref so hard, you know, I just think that, you know, that's just one of those things that, you know, can definitely clear that up. But again, it's just your poise was definitely something that surprised me. Um, again, if I wanted to, you know, toot my own horn a little bit, <laughs> um, then my best Corey Hammond impression, um, I think what impressed me a lot, um, I think I impressed myself a lot that game. I was able to make um, a lot more plays than I thought I was going to be able to make. Um, I was able to drag guys <laughs> around a little bit. I wasn't expecting that too much. Um, I did. Um, and I think, Joey, I do owe you a bit of an apology for always making fun of you being hit by Deontay Henderson. Um, I got hit by Deontay Henderson <laughs> on my very first play. And, Lord, that was not fun. Um I believe I caught, I caught a ball, got up the sideline. Um, Flacco came across, went high, didn't even try to wrap. I brushed that off, but then here came Henderson, and he landed directly on top of me with all his body weight. And Lord, <laughs> as advertised, let's just say that, as advertised. But I popped back up and got back in there and um, finished the game, obviously. Um, Made a couple more plays, a couple, you know, good, crucial uh, returns. This feels really weird saying this about myself. Um, I feel like you should have said this. But, um, yeah, what about you, man? I, I told you how I felt about your play. What about you? How, how I felt about my play or your play? About my play. We're not going to talk about ourselves too much, even though I just spent two minutes doing so. Uh, I mean, you, you made the play that you were expected to make. Um there was opportunity for more, just lack of communication and chemistry between us, which I think we're, we will definitely uh, build on. We're not um, having this argument on air, <laughs> What? So we're not going to have this argument on air. We had it in the group chat already. What are you talking about? The crap we was talking to each other, playing around in the group chat. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. That <laughs> that was tongue in cheek. That was tongue in cheek. Go ahead, man. Continue. My bad. Oh, did I lose my co-host? We might have lost Joey for a little bit. He's gonna get himself back in. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll cut that short. No need to, you know. <laughs> talk about me and my play um i will say this i feel like um we will address the elephant in the room with the crawlers the night crawlers did not have mark bagway um that game they were missing uh as well um correct me if i'm saying his wrong his name incorrectly my apologies um but as we spoke they did have henderson they did have cheetah they had um they had players out there and, you know, the team, you could just see that the chemistry is there. You can see that they clicked, they roll. Their head coach was out there. Um, they were, you know, making the plays that they made. Uh, defensively, they had some stout guys out there. Um, and it was a game. It was definitely a game. Um, but they're the division champs for a reason, and they came back um, and competed and played hard. And um, much respect to them and what they put out there for sure. Uh, let's see if we can get Joey back on. Joey, you back? Nope, still don't have Joseph back. Um, but yes, so again, um, it was a really good game. Do we got you back, Joey? Do we Do we have me back? There we go. You're back, man. All right, awesome. Um, I, I'll, I'll say two things about that. Uh, I, I was here. I was able to hear uh, about their coach. I will say one thing I did not like is after – that very blatant illegal hit on the Orlando Ghost quarterback. <laughs> their their coach was rooting it on and said he'd take ten more of those. After seeing that replay, that shit was dirty. Yeah. And thankfully, you know, if other players are put in that position, you know, if all it takes is you, their head. I, I was very lucky on that play for my head not to hit the turf. Yeah. That's easily could have been a lot worse. Or, you know, if a player goes out to brace uh, with their hand that's a broken wrist or something like that. And you can see that the the nightcrawler player engages hips and jolt uh, the quarterback forward. Yeah, he drove. So that was was fully intentional. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which really, really upset me to hear their their coach talk about that because that that, that shit was just flat-out dirty. Yeah, it was dirty. In this this format, in this style – um, especially with him being a coach in the second year, he should know he should know better than that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he, from what I've heard, he's a former NFL player. That too. So you, you you think that you would have a little bit more class on that? And then going back to what you're saying about them, you know, missing some key players. If you think about it, man, they they scored on I'm pretty sure every single possession, and for the most part, we were able to hang with them for a decent amount of time. We were able to score on fence, which I don't really think makes that much more improvements if they add those mainly skill offensive players on there. I just think their offense is gonna they're gonna get better and they're gonna score. Whoever we match up against them with, gotta score against them. It'll be a shootout. I don't think anybody that plays the crawlers is gonna turn into you know a defensive game, a chess match. I think it's gonna be a shootout regardless. Whoever it's gonna be those one two point conversions. Whoever converts those, whoever has a better game plan is going to win the game at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. I think that that's um, interesting as well. I did. That's a good point as well. I didn't mention that they, again, I guess you said the skilled players, um, they they acquired um, D. West as well. D. West wasn't out there either. Um, as a matter of fact, I think none of the guys that they acquired um, that were with us from the A-team were out Travis. there. Oh, he was out there. Yeah, sorry. So they did have Travis. So that's a lie. They did have Travis out there. Um, and they did have improved, uh, improved trench play. I, I want to say that they did have um, a good defensive front as far as um, against the run, which, you know, we tried to establish the run. Um, we did not give up on the tra- establishing the run, which I thought was um, a testament to the play caller to make sure that we tried to keep them honest, which I think did set us up to be able to then um, score when we did in the second half and even when we scored in the first half. I feel like it was the fact that we had the ability to um, to still call those runs even if they're only giving us one or two yards a pop where they're able to then, you know, have them still respect it. Like guys weren't able to just drop back and just know that every play is going to be a pass. So um, 
I think that we were able to keep them off balance. And that's not giving out any secrets. Um, that's what every team strives for. Except for them, I think they just have no problem passing every play. Yeah, it's it's like they're playing flag out there, and you know, going back to what you said, got to keep them honest, man. You got to play, you got to play Orlando Ghost football. You can't, you know, stump to anybody else's game. The only way you're gonna win is playing your brand of football. Sure. And I think for the most part, we did that. You know, we definitely did. Um, so I guess anything else on that game? Um, don't want to spend too too much time on it. I think that we we covered it. Um, first half, second half, um, the adjustments. We talked about the controversy with that hit. Um, we did also have a punch thrown in the game. I get too much into that because the league is already um, working on uh, on that and reviewing the footage of that. Um, which uh, there's footage. Yeah, there's footage. It happened. I haven't again. seen shit. It happened on camera, man. Not between the pictures. I haven't seen shit, Woody. Between the pictures and the video, it's it's there. Um, so. I, I saw it. It was directly in front of me. I saw it clear as day. But obviously, the league is going to want their footage. Not going to just um, take my word up for it. And they did reach out to me. Um, I actually did. I said, I'm not going to say anything. Let's see. And I will give the, the league their credit. They did reach out to me about it because um, they heard about it. So, um, yeah, which is important because we don't want certain things happening. Not just for player safety, because obviously that's not what we come out here for. But we don't want to lose these fields, you know. Like I, I feel like we lost um, Windermere due to a fight. We don't want to lose. And honestly, in my heart of hearts, I feel like we lost Lake Brantley um, due to some ruckus that happened at the end of the championship game last year. So, um, yep. I, in my heart of hearts, feel like that's why we lost it. But you know, that's unconfirmed. But it is confirmed. That's why we lost Windermere. So, week. Um, we don't want to lose this field as well, even though this wasn't our first choice of a field. But um, <laughs> it gets the job done, I guess. Yeah, no. Definitely would have taken Lake Brantley. Uh, better field, uh, better stands. Just overall atmosphere, I would say. Uh, I would say Windermere was definitely probably my favorite field. I feel like all of them for me was about the same as a commute, but I'll take Windermere any day. Uh Let's uh let's get into a little bit of a topic that you know we discussed prior to the show. Um, something that I think is holding us back, and I think we know why. Oh yes, our biggest struggle of getting guys to come over is what did we talk about in the past? Just breaking into this market of semi-pro. Exactly. Yeah, and. It kind of, I mean, you can speak on it a little bit more. We, and I actually saw a post over in the the Nevada division that A7FL is a serious threat to semi-pro. And I think we're starting to get the wind of it that it's going to, it's going to be a threat here as well. Once, once people start actually seeing how big it is, the fact that we're inking deals with um, production crews and getting actual live footage not only nationally but internationally and our reach is only growing yeah no for sure and i think that's um kind of shaking some boots so we will say what's in ah, i forgot the number the name of the league already the eafl, E-A-F-L. so yeah so we had um, Fuck em. <sighs> say that again we um i had been in negotiation with a couple of players um I won't say their name just to respect them. So, you know, whatever their decision may be. Um, But I was in negotiation with a couple of players um, in that league um, between different teams, but specifically, uh, let me not say specifically, I don't want to narrow it down. But um, so I reached out to the players and the players, you know, reached out to me. Hey, you know, we've seen this weird post about them talking about we're not able to play in two leagues. And to my knowledge, it was about two semi-pro leagues. So I reached out to the president. Um, direct, you know, personally and directly, and had a conversation with him. He said, "Oh, yeah, this is A7FL. I heard about that. You guys, you you're that league that's playing with no pads, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, if guys want to go out there and possibly hurt themselves, by all means, you know, they can do that. Um, that rule is mainly these are his words. I'm not, you know, obviously I'm paraphrasing, but these are his words. Um, as long as it's not another semi-pro league, by all means, um." you know, like direct, you know, 11 on 11 uh, football, you know, padded football, then by all means they're able to play, you know, and those were his words. 
So the very next day, I'm at work, and I get a call from his number again, and I answer it, and he's, oh, yeah, well, I talked to my guys, and um, we looked at you, and basically, again, to paraphrase, and, you know, to put some words in his mouth, but not to change what it was that he said, uh, essentially, um, oh, I see that you guys are legit and actually a threat, so, yeah, no, none of our players are allowed to play, or else they will if they play in your league and they're found playing in your league, they will be uh, kicked off their teams here in the EAFL. And that right there is what we call a bitch move. And to go off of that, I actually saw that some players were, or at least one player was already suspended for it. He made some giant post about uh, lying to their coach and all this stuff. And they are going to be um, suspended indefinitely. And I definitely saw some backlash in the comments about it. About how can you tell a grown man that he's not, you know, able to play in another football league and all this stuff that he pays so, to play in? <laughs> exactly. Which I, I think it's somebody trying to hold on too tight because in the A7 NFL, we, you know, we're encouraging guys to play in different leagues. That's going to get more notice to us. It's not gonna, you know, shrink down the the views and the attention to just that one league. Yeah, it's a very short sighted view. Um, if you ask me, you got to send me that post. I did not, I didn't see that post. Um, it's a very short sighted, very uh, narrow minded uh, view. I think that if you know, you guys, guys that you got guys that play eleven on eleven that want to play in this brand of football as well, it doesn't do, it doesn't hurt your league. If anything, it just gives them another avenue to play. Like, yes, our seasons may run concurrent, but you guys don't play on the same days that we play. And if an athlete, <laughs> you know, a grown man that's paying you to play in your league uh, wants to do something else, what if they wanted to play on, in, a, in a softball league? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if they wanted to play softball on, on Wednesdays or they wanted to do co-ed flag with their girlfriend on Wednesdays? You're going to tell them they can't because they can't be in another league? Like, I'm paying you to play. You're not paying me a salary. I'm not contracted to you. Um, you're not paying any insurance, any of my insurance. If, that, if someone goes out there and breaks a leg playing semi-pro, they call the ambulance and guess who's call, who's paying for that ambulance? Guess who's hosp- paying for the hospital bill? It is not the AFL. It is that player themselves. So you can't then restrict them on what they're able to and not do, to and not be able to do. So I think that's absolutely ridiculous to tell another grown man what he can and can't do with his own free time. Yeah, I mean, that would turn me away uh, right then and there. I'd be like, you're, you're going to tell me I can't do something, something that I'm paying for? Yeah, I'm out. And I think it's only a matter of time before the guys are they get fed up with it and they essentially learn this dude's a control freak from what I'm hearing from other guys who have played in the league. Yeah, I've heard a lot of negative things about him, but I, I, I let my uh, opinion of him, uh, be formed by my own personal interactions with them. And it just was like Jacqueline Hyde within the two different conversations that we had. Um, so I'll say this, I'll make this um, announcement here um, on the podcast for any players in the EAFL um, speaking to you guys on the Orlando Sentinels, um, any other team in that divi- in that league. If you're sick and tired of a tyrant telling you what you can and can't do, because you come to the A7FL, you want to play in Supreme on Saturdays and then come out and play on Sundays here in A7FL, you can do so. If you want to play in any other league you want to play in and then come out here on Sundays and show your talents, by all means you can. If you want to come out here and not be restricted and and you're able to show your face, grow your brand, because you will be nationally and internationally televised. You want to join a brand like the Orlando Ghost specifically. That has an Instagram page with hundreds of followers that's only growing because they're putting time and effort is put into it. You can want a, a, an, an atmosphere where you can bring your family out, feel worried or scared about what may happen to them. You want your little kids out in the stands wearing merchandise with your name on it. If you want those things, if you're looking for those things, if you're looking for a home to showcase your talents, extend your career, play a safer brand of football where there's less concussions, less broken bones, where safety is actually paramount, and that is one of the primary focuses 
Come on down to death row and join the Orlando Ghosts of the A7FL. To hell with all the other leagues. To hell with all these semi-pro leagues where you're going out there playing for maybe $25 Johnston ring. Where you're paying way more in team fees. You want to go out this year. Our playoff game is in Ohio. National championship in Las Vegas. You want to be able to travel to different states and play and play in different in front of different fans. Actually have a fan base. Go out and sign autographs while you're out. Come on down to death. Join the Orlando Ghosts of the A7FL. I'm tired of this shit, man. <laughs> hey, yo. When'd you get a teleprompter? <laughs> I didn't know we were doing scripts for this shit. Man, that was all off the top of the head, man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie with you. That was pretty good, man. Yeah, I was sick and tired, man. That, that pissed me off. I didn't like that. I like it. I appreciate it. And man. definitely, you're definitely going to put that on blast everywhere because that, that'll definitely get some attention, my guy. <laughs> I had to speak the truth, man. This is a podcast by players for the players, and I, and I just don't like players being dictated by, like, you know, um, institutions. And I feel like this semi-pro thing is becoming um, – an institution that's honestly archaic, man, because, like, these guys are paying to play this game, and, you know, what are they getting at the end of the day? You're not even getting filmed, you know what I mean? Like, you got to have your homeboy come out to record you, or hopefully your girl is able to get a good seat and get you some footage just so you can, you know what I mean? Nah, to hell with that. Yeah, I feel that. And it's only a matter of time. I, I really think that this is going to take over those other, you know, leagues, Obviously, Supreme is Supreme, but I think if you view this as a threat, it's going to overtake you because you're going to try and grip on too tight, and eventually you're going to lose the reins. So, well, I'll oh, say, come, no, go, ahead, my go on, no, no, go ahead, go, go on. on. Now, I'll say, I was gonna... <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Joey, go ahead, go ahead. You see, this is what happens when we don't record consistently, man. <laughs> that chemistry, that chemistry, it falls off. Go ahead, my bad, man. I was I was still hyped up. That's my bad. Go ahead. Shit, man, you threw me off my my uh train of thought. But uh, yeah, I'm, I was just gonna say, if, if you wanna if you wanna come build something special, come join the A7 FL, where it truly is a brotherhood. You don't have people telling you what you can and can't do, holding your jock strap and this and that. Just come on down and have some fun. No, for sure. And I, I, what I was going to say, and I was hyped up to say, the thing that I, I respect about um, Supreme, because you mentioned Supreme. Supreme, I've reached out to Tone personally, and he's let me post things about A7FL. We were going to do a flag tournament. And he was like, oh, by all means, you know, just make sure it's not on Supreme Saturday, <laughs> you know. And we don't play on the same day. So if you want to go out and play flag on Saturday and come out and play, you know, A7 on Sunday, you're able to do so. And he doesn't, like, shy or see this competition because at the end of the day, he has built his brand comfortable in his brand. And he has an, an amazing brand. He has an amazing, strong league that's, you know, one of the best. Like, I know people that travel from, I think they said from Miami. There's Tam I think there's multiple Tampa teams, both male and female, that come out there to play. And that is a... Bro. You said what? Bro, I, I've seen teams traveling as from uh, Pensacola up oh. in the Panhandle. That's a five-hour trip to come play this. Come, come play flag on Saturday. That's an amazing yeah. brand. But when I reach out to him, say, hey, can I post this? Hey, can I post about our combine? Oh, sure. Because you reached out. Out of respect, man to man. You asked me first rather than just posting it. Go right ahead. You know what I'm saying? Like, because he's not afraid of, because it's not seen as competition, because it's not, because you can do both. You're grown ass man. You're an athlete. If you want to play both, you can play both. Because guess what? You, just like me, I played, you know, I played uh, A7 on Sunday. I'm better, I feel better by Thursday. I'm back out there, you know, if I'm playing Supreme on Saturday. And then I can bounce back and play, you know, tackle football on Sunday. If I physically can handle that with my body, I know my body as being an athlete, then by all means I can do so. Now, if I can't, then I got to make a decision. But you can't take that decision away from me. What the hell is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my mommy and my daddy can't tell me what I can and can't do with my own money, my own body. Like, oh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm getting hyped up again, Joey. My bad. I was going to say, man, I love this side of you. Uh, man, I'm, I'm passionate about this, bro. I tell you, I'm passionate about this. I mean, yeah, you've only been doing it for over a decade, you old head. <laughs> Which is why I told you I wanted that little segment to toot my own horn, man. Over a decade in uh, playing this A7 game, and I felt like I, I 
like I said, I left some plays out there, but I was very proud of the plays that I did make because I was able to. Uh, and then I got I got to have some equipment changes, man. I realized that I was, you know, I may have been in my head a little bit too much, wearing a little bit too much protective padding, and I feel like that affected my game a little bit too. You're talking about them knee pads. Oh my gosh, those shin and knee pads. I felt like that was I was fidgeting with those things all damn. What's uh what you wearing knee pads for, Woody? I mean, I felt like that turf was gonna burn my legs up, man. I was it was a hot day. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to go bare leg, just the socks. And I was like, you know what? That turf is gonna eat me up. I need something to protect my knees from getting tore up. I, I know I did bang knees with somebody last year. And I didn't like the way that felt, so I said, "You know what? Let me let me try and protect my knees a little bit." But man, <laughs> you, you, you miss you miss. No, I know I did good. I did I just wanted to serious you. I just wanted to step on step on your joke and serious us out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, man. I I think it's time that we we start you know closing down the show. For um, sure. I got a question for you. Yeah. Um. As, as you play on the Orlando Ghosts and you got a game coming up in, you know, a week and a half now playing the Orlando... O-Town. The O-Town. I, I corrected myself. It's been a while since I've been on the show. The O-Town Orange. What's your prediction for the game? Oh, come on now. I'll predict the Ghost victory. <laughs> I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Um, we did not touch on this. Um, they lost... The player that we kept talking about, unfortunately, they asked us on the other pod, uh, on the other platforms about him, and um, had my little viral moment, um, kind of shitting on his arm a little bit. Um, they said he was moving from quarterback. Um, the rumor is that he did leave. We had another player leave um, Florida and go to Vegas. So uh, we'll see how true that is when we do get out there. Um, in my mind, I still think that that's just uh, that's a rumor, um, but we'll wait and see. So. Um, I definitely um, predict a hard, uh, hard-earned victory. Um, eh, actually, no, I don't know. <laughs> um, it depends because we do have another subplot going into that game. Um, what we were just talking about, um, they said they had quite a few um, semi-pro players, so I knew that they're um, those guys are going to that play in that league. So they're going to have to make that decision and see. Um, we'll see what team shows up in front of us because that was my whole thing about O Town. We don't know. Um, what they're going to roll out with? Yeah, we don't know because looking at their uh, their roster, there's a lot of blank names on there right now. Gotcha. So yeah, it's we just don't know. We don't know. So what's the uh, what's the point spread? What do you got us winning, or what do you got the Orlando Ghost winning by? Oh, three touchdowns. Twenty-one. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. And we will be debuting our uh, new threads. Uh, our uniforms were not in week one, um, but they are in this week. So we will be in our new uniforms, and we'll see exactly what the forecast uh, holds for us because there's a lot more black in these uniforms. <laughs> so um, we'll see how that feels playing in that as well. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to get in the new fits. Uh, a little bit tighter, uh, spandex for the shorts. Guys aren't tackling um, by just pulling down, pulling down your shorts. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully they'll, they'll have to learn to tackle a little bit better going forward. I got yanked down by my headband, <laughs> or not yanked down. But I got slowed up by my headband on one throw off. I don't know if you saw that. Your your headband, or is is that a Santa Claus hat? <laughs> I do need to bring that back out. I definitely. I like the the headband. I like the El Capitan headband, but you know what? I, I might have to bring the Haitian flag back out, man. You got you got to see. You got to bring it out for redemption, man. Yeah, you do. can't have anybody calling that a Santa hat. Oh my gosh, I'd never forget that guy. That wasn't Matt, right? Who was that guy? Dude, I don't even know. That was he's he, thankfully he's gone. He's not commentating on any more games. But that that was wild. That was pretty bad to be. Commentating a game in the state of Florida and not know what a Haitian flag is is pretty bad. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, and also shout out to Nick Alemo. Let's uh, let's shout that out as well. <laughs> the newest Orlando Ghosts. I think that was fairly interesting. A lot of guys on the Nightcrawlers did not know um, that he was playing with us, so that was interesting as well. Yeah, that that, that was pretty funny. There was uh, there was a lot of stuff being said back and forth. 
I remember uh, specifically, I know we're derailing the show a little bit here, but uh, I had, I think it was a jet sweep to Nick, and he changed field and came back. And I, I told him to pitch it to me. And I hired he, you. he lateraled it to me, and all of them were giving him, like, mad shit for that. They're like, oh, your 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 receiver, like, threw you under the bus, throwing mm-hmm. it to you. He didn't want to get tackled and all this stuff. And it's, it, it was funny. It was uh, a funny play. It was, it was well-deserved. Yeah. No, I definitely heard you. I heard you say pitch it to me, and he, he pitched it to me. <laughs> I, I saw it. Um, to give Nick some slack, I know I feel like I'm always defending Nick. But um, he shouldn't have reverse field, though. I'll tell him that. I'll give him that. He's in the reverse field. But definitely, let's wrap up the show. Um, Joey, again, thank you um, for being my co-host. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening. Joey, do you have any uh, parting words for our listeners? Yeah, hopefully catch us every when, or every Friday or maybe every other Friday. or It's pretty much whatever Woody, Woody wants to record. You know, we'll try and get an episode out to you guys. I'm always ready to shoot and uh, give you guys a good episode. Hopefully you guys continue to like, subscribe, support this, and give us some good suggestions down along the road so we can keep the uh, the wheels on this train rolling. For sure. We're definitely going to have some guests throughout the regular season as well. It won't just be us two talking about the um, the games. Um, but, yes, always uh, the parlay on a set. Oh, sorry. Ooh, let me get our socials correct. <laughs> you said rest. The underscore, underscore parlay podcast on Instagram. You could DM us if you want to be on the show. Or have any suggestions or topics, anything you want to talk about, you can definitely send us it there. Uh, again, the underscore parlay podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can always find me and Joey um, on our social media as well if you have us. I'm not going to put that out there. You can just find us if you know us. Um, but again, this is the parlay. We're available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Um, please like, listen, and subscribe. Leave a five-star review. As my man Bomani Jones says, if you leave four stars, we are inclined to believe that you are a hater. So don't be a hater and leave us a five-star review. This is The Parlay. My name is Woody. That's Joey. And we out. Corey, where the fuck is my shirt?